Hi, you're listening to An Open Dialogue. I am Violet Howe, and a huge welcome back to... Todra Candle. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you're back. <laughs> you've been like traveling, you've been ill, you've been doing everything but podcasting, yes, and I'm so yes, happy that you're back to podcasting. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be back to podcasting rather than either of those things. Because exactly, exactly. Yes, 52 hours of driving is yeah, not that's a even longer trip. than our road trip. <laughs> True. <laughs> But not as eventful, thankfully. Oh, thank the Lord, yes. <laughs> so speaking of events, you have a huge event in your family today because your baby boy is yes, 18, 18 today. I know, my last baby. Wow. My last one. I know. It's funny how fast it goes. I remember um, when my son was a toddler and people would say, oh, enjoy every minute. I'm looking at them like they're insane. Like, are you kidding me? Like enjoy every minute. Cause I did enjoy most of the minutes, but you know, when they're, when they're a toddler and they're kind of attached to you 24 seven, there's some minutes in there that are not your most enjoyable. And, and now that he's 20 and I never see him because he's away at college and much too busy for me. Um, although I am seeing him today for lunch, but it's, it's funny how you look back on that and go, oh, my God, it's just a blur. It goes it, so fast. It is. And and my oldest is going to be 30 in February. Wow. So I have nearly 30 years of that. Wow. And yeah, so it's been, this feels like, you know, I'm not trying to give it too much because nothing has really changed. I'm not trying to make it too uh too much of a, a split or else I will end up in bed with a bottle of right. wine and, and crying all day. But it is, it does feel like, and, and I think specifically because I homeschooled my kids, the fact that he is now in college and that was a, a definitive end to, um, you know, this part of my life is now, is right. now over. Right, a chapter has yeah, closed. A chapter has closed. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I think that I felt that way when, when Logan started driving because I had been sports mom, you know, mm -hmm. through years of soccer and then through tennis and everything else, I had been sports mom, you know, driving to all the practices and driving to all the games and making sure they had Gatorade and making sure they had granola bars. And, yeah. um, and then when he started driving, you know, I'm like, do you want me to come? Do you want me to come to the game? No, you don't have to. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, one of those chapters ending where you're happy for their independence. You're happy yes. to kind of see them spread their wings and go to the next stage and you want all of that for them, but it, it shifts your role as a mom and it shifts your identity a little bit, I think. Yes. Yes. And the mind has been a little bit more gradual because as I said, this has been happening. I've, I've gone through this before and, and we, you know, David, David is still at home, at least when he's not at work, at school, rock climbing, uh, you know, and, and I'm very, very blessed that I do get to spend good quality time with him. Um, but it, it's definitely, I'm seeing that, like you said, the, the driving, um, I'm no longer the one who, you know, has to work out my schedule with his. So yeah. you're no longer mom taxi. No, no. So I actually, I actually enjoyed, um, again, you know, there were, there were moments that were not enjoyable, but I actually, for the most part, enjoyed being mom taxi. I had, um, a dear friend who would take the kids to school in the morning because I am not a morning person and I would pick them up in the afternoon of high school and I found that if I was very quiet as I drove I could learn so much about their day and about their you know who who was feuding with who and who was interested in who and what classes were hard and what you know yeah. all of that whereas if I asked how was your day I got crickets or if I asked what was going on I got crickets but if I could be very quiet and just disappear and become the nameless chauffeur then um, I got lots of information um, 
some that was really hard not to have my mouth drop and my eyes open wide. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I didn't react, I got a lot of information. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed that time period. I enjoyed kind of knowing his friends and spending time with him and and um, being able to do that stuff. So definitely, it's definitely um, you know learning to roll with the shifts of life. And you know, again, I, and, and I am about to in. I don't know how many months is it now, three, four months, um, enter into a new phase. So as I'm saying, oh, my baby is turning 18, my oldest baby is about to have a baby. And so then I'll be moving into the Nana role. I know. So I'm so excited for you. I, I, can, I just, I can't, I can't I, believe it, but, I, I, but I'm so excited for you. I know. I know. So, so when is she due? Uh, end of December, beginning of January. Oh, so, yes. so you may have a Christmas or New Year's baby. Well, she has said that um, it cannot come before Christmas. And she, her optimum date, I believe, is December 30th because uh, she would like the, you know, they, they would like the tax write-off. But <laughs> she wants it a, a, at least enough after Christmas that she can have all her Christmas decorations put away. That so, would be ideal. Yes, yes. That would be ideal. She, she already introduced the idea of... Um, a new a new tradition that every time you open up a Christmas gift at her house, you have to take an ornament off the tree and put it away or, wow. or go to, yeah, you know. That's actually not a bad idea. No. So I love my house being decorated for like, you know, Christmas and Halloween and all these things. I love it being decorated. But that whole process of dragging everything out mm -hmm. and putting it all up and moving all the stuff that's normally there and putting it away. And then afterwards, uh, having to put it all away and pull all the other stuff back out and not remembering where you had it. And like, so I don't yes. know. Yes. I think I should be like a stager or a decorator <laughs> where I go to someone else's house and I put out all their stuff and it looks absolutely gorgeous and I love it. And then I drive away yeah, and there you somebody go. else takes it down. There you go. Actually, that's one of the things we usually decorate for fall, like the beginning of September. David is such a fall fanatic that he's usually got the stuff. I mean, his room is already decorated for Halloween, but um, with his schedule this year and, and with me being away, we haven't been able to. So if he gets home from school in enough time, that's part of our birthday fun is that we may decorate the house for fall. So, you know, it's very little cool. things. Yeah, it's little things in life. Very, very cool. Yes. Well, David and I should go into business together. There you be... go. We'll just we're alerting the world right now that go. if you need someone to come to your house and put out your decorations, um, David and I are maybe available. David's <laughs> got a really busy life right now, but I'm available. <laughs> so, the only thing is, I probably would be running late. I'm, I'm always running late. I don't know. It's it's not something that I like about myself, and it's something that I I realize like I've you know been told before. It's so inconsiderate of other people. I'm not doing it to be inconsiderate. It it just I just can't seem to get my shit together. So and if I get up earlier or I like try to plan earlier, then I have this horrible habit of going. Oh, I have time. I'll just do this. You know, yes. I'll just sign onto the computer really quick, or I'll just you know start the dishwasher or whatever, and then. Yeah, best yeah. laid plans later I. It's a it, it can be, it's not always, but it can be um, an unrealistic um, expectation that time stretches. And I am yeah. a I am a firm believer that time uh, contracts and expands. There are there are days that I will look at the clock and say, I can't believe it's three o'clock and I haven't even thought about dinner and you know, blah 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 blah. Right. And then there are days that I look up thinking, Oh my gosh, it's gotta be and it's 11 <laughs> so 
So, you know. Well, and I think like in, I, I know when I was teaching, like I would look at the clock and, and it seemed like three hours had passed and maybe the bell system had just gone mm-hmm. down and wasn't ringing and, and it was actually, you know, 20 minutes had gone by. But then on a Saturday when you're off or when you're trying to get something done and you have a limited amount of time to do it, yes. time yes. flies. It's true. So. It's true. But it does. I, it is. It's it's hard. And, you know. Why uh, do you think it is that time seems to go by faster the older you get like I remember oh. being a kid and summer seemed forever which I, I do yeah. think summer shorter now because of school calendar shifting and things but I remember like it taking forever to get through a nine-week period or it, it just seemed everything seems so much slower and now I feel like I blink and a year's gone by I mean we're like we're in September and it, yes. it seems like it was just maybe February so how does why do you think it is that time goes faster I, As you get older. I don't know, but I do know that uh, my kids all talk about that. My, my son said to me the other day, oh, you know, I, I know what they mean now about when you get older. And I'm thinking, oh, honey, you, you're just beginning to find out. <laughs> At the ripe age of 18. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, I think that we begin to understand how precious. I think when you're young, time is is like, uh, you know, something that that seems like there is a an infinite source of right. yes there, there's no and, and for me summer always went really fast when I was a kid because I hated school hated it hated it hated the idea of going back and so for me it always seemed like it just was a, a blink of an eye um, but yeah definitely I think that we we realize the the finiteness of time as we start to get older and we and we start to try to put more and more into it um, and and we start to appreciate it more. I do think too that we have more responsibilities as we get Mm -hmm. older. So there's more, I guess, kind of crowding our time. Um, I know in any given day, like there's so much that needs to be done at my house. And there's so many things I would love to do as personal projects. And there's so much writing that I need to do. And there's so many things I need to do on the business end. And then there's the checking account. And then there's, you know, friends that I need to check on. And like, I, I do think we kind of crowd our time more Mm -hmm. I mean when I was a kid it was like are we gonna play jacks are we gonna play horse or should we (laughs) ride bikes you know and that was kind of the um I wouldn't say that's the extent of my stress as a kid obviously you know there were other things going on but as far as a daily itinerary you know that was kind of it and now as it is my I love to make a list because I love being able to cross things off the list. I like that feeling of accomplishment. Plus the fact I forget them if they're on the list or I forget the list. I go to the grocery store and the list is on the counter. But um, I find that I tend to kind of like, um, oh, I don't overestimate my ability of what to get done in one day because I never finish my list. Like I I just will fill a page with a to-do list of all these things that I need to get done in a day. I read somewhere that you should only do like, you know, five items or something like that on your to-do list and and concentrate on like what's the most important things to get done. But like there's, I don't know, I I need a better system of doing to-do lists because I have lists everywhere. They're all over the place. You know, I I used to, but I find that the older I get, um, I am jealous about my unstructured time. I, to me, a day when I have a commitment is a day that I can't relax. If I know I have something and it's just, it's, it just stresses me. And a day when I know I have no commitments uh, is that's my favorite day ever. And, and I've tried to really kind of re 
figure my life where the majority of those days are days without commitments where I can do something if I choose to, but, and, and you know, do not remember the last time I had a day without commitments. I was sitting here, like, as you're saying that going, wow, that yeah. would be so cool. No, like I know. pretty much have something planned every day. Yeah. And I, I try not to do that because it's just, my life is, my life has to be fluid because of several, you know, several um, right. aspects of it. It has to stay fluid. And, um, and I think I learned when we were, we're, we're, we're we're currently a, a family where each of us has a car, um, but we were not. We were at a point where we did not. So I had to learn to say, nope, I can't do this. Nope, I can't do that. Don't have a car. And that was right. that was wonderful. It was free. Probably liberating in some oh, ways, even was. though it seems like it would be the it's opposite. Great. Well, and people say to me, well, how do you get so many books written? Well, that's, that's part of it. I stay home a lot. <laughs> I write a lot. You know? I, I definitely think I would get more writing done if I didn't yeah. if I didn't have so many things well, me in so many and I think directions. I think it also has to do with what feeds you does does being social and do be does being with other people feed you and excite you and for me as I think many authors it does not uh, when I am having to be social it actually sucks the life out of me and exhausts me and so it's just I, I get my my um, energy and and what have you from from kind of alone time from time to read from time to just sit and contemplate and you know that's I think it, it has to do with again what feeds you and I'm the author exception to that role because yeah. I if, if you stick me at this desk alone by myself day in and day out I'm like a cage tiger and I go stir crazy and I can't get a damn thing done so I have to have that social contact and I have to have that out of the house and around people and in the midst of people and so yeah. Um, that's well, funny. well, we talked about, you know, the difference between, uh, I think in a previous podcast, or maybe that was a practice about, about road trips and about if we like road trips and, and so on. And I think that's one of the reasons I do like them. Um, it's the solitude. Well, you know, even if you're in a, in a car with, I was, when we drove to Maine, I had my husband and my uh, daughter who we were driving to college in the car with me and we joked, but, um, before we hit St. Augustine, they were both sound asleep and, and they woke up at some point and said, where are we? And I said, well, we're almost through Georgia now, <laughs> you know, right, and, right. and they'd been asleep. They said, oh my gosh, I thought you were going to stay awake. I thought you were going to stay awake. And I said, well, I did stay awake and I was the most <laughs> important person to stay awake, but it was actually wonderful. I had music on. It was just a time where I didn't have to talk to anybody else. And my only responsibility was staying between the lines and not going 90 and you know staying away and then contrast that with our road trip where I never shut up for the entire time <laughs> and you and you were forced to talk and interact the entire time I wasn't so much forced to talk I was forced to listen maybe <laughs> captive audience <laughs> so uh, yeah but... all right well I guess that we should we had picked a topic for today and we have um um, been rambling all around in different areas, which is also fun. But um, we were going to talk about a shared interest that we have that we found out after we became friends. We are both fans of the group Blue October. Yes, definitely. And um, I think that a lot of times when I mention that they're my favorite band, people have not heard of them. They've not had a lot of, of popular mainstream success. I think they've had a few songs um, hate me. I know got right. got pretty big, pretty high up on the yes. pop charts. Um, calling into the you. ocean. Yeah, calling got pretty you high up. Big. Calling you. Yeah, and I hope you're happy. Is getting a lot of, of airplay now. now. Yes, but, and I think um, and I think home last year got a lot yes. of that. That really climbed pretty high. 
Yes. And it's, it's funny because I, I definitely want, um, the band to be successful and definitely want them to achieve, you know, their dreams and their goals. But I almost like that they are a smaller band because they're not playing. I, I went, um, last night to see Paul Simon at the Amway Arena and there's like, you know, you're so far removed from the stage and you're part of this collective energy of the crowd, but it's such a large crowd. And I feel like, you know, when you're a follower of a smaller band, they play smaller venues and you're able to be much closer to them. You're able to kind of like feel like you're actually a part of their concert experience rather than just being, you know, one of thousands there. Yes, definitely. And, and there is, um, I think, uh, I think Blue October had a, they, they hit a high point during the, the beginning of the Twilight craze. Yeah. Um, there, there's no doubt about that, that Stephanie Meyer definitely brought them to, um, to the attention of the, of a whole segment of, um, definitely the reading public, probably young adults, probably people in their, their twenties. Did she have them on one of her playlists? She not only had them, but do, the, she toured with Justin. Oh, when see, she, oh, that. yes, yes. She did when, um, uh, the last book was coming out breaking breaking dawn. dawn she did a i think it was a six city tour where she would sit up on stage and take questions and justin was there with her and he would play the music that she um uh let's see it was hate me was was definitely one yeah. of them and yeah. um the sound of pulling heaven down yeah that was another and she had so many uh, so much of their music inspired elements of of the twilight saga that that she felt it was important to bring Justin along. So it was it was just Justin. It was not the entire band that that I know of. But yes, right. I actually watched it, it live several times, um, not not in person, but I think I saw the New York show and possibly the San Francisco show. Um, you know, the, uh, as a live cast. Um, well, I'll have to look for those yeah. and see if there's any way I can see them because yeah. I didn't know. I I actually um, I heard hate me. Um, on the radio is, is how I found them. And it was right after my night and I had started dating and we both really liked the music. And then as we started looking at, you know, their, their previous albums and, and that album, um, foiled, which re remains mm -hmm. one of my favorites, we just really, really liked their music. Um, my night and I both really, really love music. Like music is hugely important to us, but we like different for the most part, we like different kinds of music. Luckily, there's enough crossover that we can ride in the car together without, you know, yeah. argument. But um, he tends to like things that are a little, a little more edgy, a little harder around the edges. Um, and I tend to like more, you know, ballads. And, and luckily, in the middle, we both like things that are kind of like the happy, upbeat um, songs. And what I think is amazing about Blue October is that they have that mixture yes. of all of that. Like yes. there are some of their songs, I, I can be in any mood and listen to Blue October because there's some of their songs that are just raging, shouting, angry, that like if I'm having a bad day or I'm upset about something, I can put those songs on and just rage. Mm -hmm. But there's also very lighthearted, upbeat, um, you know, make it, you can't hear them without dancing around. And then there's some that are just, that are heart-wrenching ballads that, you know, if you're feeling a little melancholy, you can kind of uh, marinate in that. And so I, I love their variety. They don't, every song does not sound alike. Like no. they have such a variety on each album. Yes, definitely. I agree. And I, um, I feel the same way. And um, I found them actually during, it, it was Twilight. Um, I had, I had, 
kind of a shift in what I was listening to. Uh, we had just moved to Florida and, um, and I had been probably listening to largely uh, very folk music, uh, maybe some country. You know, I, I've always been an eclectic music person. I, I will listen right, to just too. about everything. But um, when, when Stephanie had this playlist and I just kind of downloaded everything that was on the playlist and I discovered really that I liked um, what is, is basically called... Um, Oh, alternative alternative rock yeah, yeah alt rock me too me um, too that's probably my favorite like yeah I, I listen to a little bit of everything um you know any anything from rap to jazz to blues to country to rock you know I listen yeah. to a little bit of everything but I think my favorite or my go-to is alternative yeah and that was that was a huge discovery for me at, at the age of you know whatever uh 40 something um so yeah and and so blue october really there's just kind of gripped me there were there was a lot I loved um uh, uh balance beam that was a big one yes. I loved calling you yes I loved just uh, hate me was was uh you know a big one into the ocean uh, there was just so much that just really spoke to me and well, I love his his lyrics and, and obviously sometimes you know he has collaborations mm. with with other songwriters but they for me they always tell a story yes and um and there's so much in them that I can relate to or, or so much in them that I, that I feel like, I, I don't know. I just, I love, I love their songs. I love their music. I think, I think musically they're a very talented band. Um, I, I love that they have, you know, the violin and that they incorporate yes. strings and, and, right. um, love that. But, but yeah, the lyrics for me, um, and I do think because we found them at the beginning of our romantic relationship. Like they tie a lot into our relationship for our one year wedding anniversary. Um, my night took a, a bunch of his favorite blue October lyrics that in some way made, you know, made him think of us or relate to us. And he had a graphic designer friend of ours design this beautiful print that has the lyrics and the words are moving in all different shapes. And like on the song, um, um, you know, on balance being like you, you turn to somersault, like the words turn in the somersault, mm -hmm. like there, she did a, a great job with it. It hangs above our bed. It's gorgeous. And he's got several, um, like he's got a tattoo that's got, you know, forever and my never, like some of the lyrics that, that mean something to us. And so I just, I could listen to them oh, over and over and over. Again. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and for me, my second daughter has, it loves them too. Now she is not a concert goer. My second daughter does not really, actually very few of my children enjoy concerts. Um, I, I tend to do different ones with different, with, with my oldest daughter, we, we um, have a, tradition of doing Brad Paisley every year. We did not this year because he didn't come to Tampa uh, this year. Um, or we'll, we'll see country because she's my country girl. We're seeing, right. Mary, we're seeing Mary Chapin Carpenter in October. Oh, so, yeah. I love Mary Chapin Yeah, Carpenter. so do I. Yeah, so we're seeing her in October. And, um, you know, uh, but, but by and large, my kids would just as soon not do them. But Haley and I love the Blue October concerts, although... I am willing to get down in the in the pit and and be right there just so I can see closer. And she's more like, 
yeah, I will be in the back with the chair and just, you know, appreciating it in her way. Her favorite was uh, Justin did an acoustic one a few years ago and they yes. actually assigned seats. An open book. Yes. Yeah. They assigned seats to us at, at the House of Blues and we had like a second row seat and she was like, okay, this is how I like it. You know, it right, was. Right, right. Yes. And I know she likes the, um, when he's at the Food and Wine yes. Festival at Epcot, yes. she likes that as well. Because exactly. Of, you know, you're sitting. It is. You're sitting. Um, it's funny because you and I have attended um, several of these concerts mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. um, some we didn't know each other yet, so we didn't know we were attending them together. Um, but there was one where we were on opposite sides of the House of Blues. And, you know, you're dancing around and just slam with the music <laughs> and, and Haley's standing. And I thought perhaps she didn't like their music and she'd just come with you because she was being a dutiful daughter and tagging along <laughs> no. because you wanted to go and then getting to know her and talking to her that's just how she enjoys the music that that's is. you know some people like to stand and just absorb it and then there's others that oh, I yes. cannot sit still I yeah. have to be up and moving yeah. and singing along Same and like me. so but I I love the thing I love most about concert experiences is the collective energy that there's so many people there who are passionate about the same thing and like when the crowd is is singing all along together and they're into it and everybody is whatever that song means to them or however they interpret that song or whatever that song has gotten them through and everybody is sitting there belting it out like mm -hmm. I love that yes. I love being part of that collective energy part of that unity where everybody's kind of unified in this common um, passion or this common interest it's, it's so. true and it's been it's been um it's been funny for me because I did not really, I had, I had really gotten off not, I had not been to a concert in a very long time uh, before we moved to Florida, just because it was, I think I'd seen Billy Joel in, um, in 2006, probably. Well, I would think with four kids, <coughs> your, your concert going is probably a little limited when they're younger. Well, it I was, don't know, yeah, it I was, think. it was that, and it was just, it was just not, you know, we didn't have a venue in our area that, that um, had a lot of the smaller groups coming through, or at least I wasn't aware of it. Um, and so when the first time I had Blue October tickets, I had two friends who were visiting um, from, one from California, one from Georgia. And one, the one from Georgia, very religious, wife of a pastor, never listened to anything but religious mu music, whatever. And I say to them, hey, I have these tickets. I'm going to get two extra tickets and, and you can come with me. And uh, that was my first Blue October concert, and um, I just remember they, they they said, "Well, we looked up the music beforehand, and you know it's whatever." And and the, there's a uh, I'm sure you can relate to this. There was a couple in front of us who I don't think they had met long before the concert, but they had gotten completely drunk, and that's what my two friends really like. That's what they enjoyed was was sitting there watching these two, you know. People watching. Yeah. And I'm listening to some of the music thinking, oh, what was I thinking? This is, this is. Yeah, gonna... well, that's what when you said that, because I, um, uh, I, I love Blue October's music, but there's definitely, it's it's definitely not something that would play in all crowds and no, all locations. No, so, exactly. Um, we know they have to make some shifts when they play at Disney, don't they? Yeah, when I heard that they were yeah. playing at Disney, I was like, what are they going to play? But yeah. then, you know, they, 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 they cleaned they it up job. very well. I, yeah. I think that would have to be, um, you definitely have to be on your game mentally to sing a song that you've sang hundreds of 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 times and then suddenly be able to change the words exactly. <laughs> and make sure that you sing it yes um correctly so um yes. kudos to him for doing so that, that mickey so. mouse doesn't come out with the exactly. hook and pull you exactly away. <laughs> you don't want the, the mickey sensor so 
Definitely. Definitely. I don't know. I just, I really enjoy their music and I, I love the new album. I've yes. been listening, um, listening to it and, and love it. And I love too, like, um, Justin, the lead singer has been on a journey. Yes. Um, he has had some, some past struggles with addiction and, and I think his music has kind of reflected where he was in, in all of that, whether he be up or down, like you can listen to their music, the progression of their music and kind of see the journey that the band has taken and the journey that he's taken. And, um, um, I like that too. Cause I, you know, definitely can look back through my life and see times when I was up and times when I was down and there's, I think life is kind of an ebb and flow like that. Yes. And, um, and I, it's, it's, I, I like that he's in a happy place now. I do too. <laughs> and it, it's really funny for me because, you know, when you start out as a music appreciator, most of us are teenage girls, you know, I mean, right. you know, for me, it was Sean Cassidy. And uh, I, had, I had listened to music certainly up until then. But that's the first time that I remember being aware of, oh, he's cute. You know, I was I was that age. Girl, um, right. Sean Cassidy. Let me just tell you, I think it was seventh grade. I had, my parents would let us choose things from the Sears and Roebuck catalog for Christmas. And we would have to make our little list of right. you know, page number, yep. item number. From the wish book. And that year, the wish book had a whole page of Sean <laughs> Cassidy. And I hit like the Santa jackpot that year. I got a, um, I had a sweatshirt that had Sean Cassidy screen printed on the front. I had the powder blue satin jacket with his face on the back and his signature. And then the piece de la resistance, I had blue jeans that on the bottom front of the, like the shin area, uh -huh. his face was airbrushed on my blue jeans. Girl, on picture day, I wore that full ensemble. I was, I was the do run run. I was like, I was, I was Sean Cassidy's biggest fan other than you evidently no 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 and I wasn't that big I mean I, for oh, me I for me it was like oh okay and I think at a um at a scholastic book fair I got one of the Hardy Boys posters and that was that that was that was the extent to my fandom but but the, the difference for me was um the fact that by the time I started liking Justin and, and Blue October and really was aware of them I really have had all of at, at all times a more motherly feel. So when he's doing well, I just want to go up and like hug him and say, I'm right. so proud of you. I'm so proud right. of your journey. I don't, you know, there, there's all these screaming girls and whatever, but I'm just the one who wants to mother him and, and, and feed him. And, you know. See, and I just want to like hang out with him. Like I want to hang out with him in the band. Like I feel like, I feel like sometimes because Justin's kind of the front piece and right. he's kind of the face and he's the person who does yeah. like, his Instagram and, you know, face, you know, Facebook, yeah. he's the one that kind of talks. And I feel like in the back, like Jeremy's just playing the drums, right. Matt's just strumming the guitar, yeah. Ryan's doing his fiddle and, and, you know, everything else that he does. And like, I feel like they're just kind of standing back, but like, I, I so would love to just I know, a I night know. to hang out with these guys and the wives. Like we went, when we left Epcot, the wives were standing um, this year, the wives were standing over to the side with the kids and John and I went over and we were like, thank you so much for like supporting them and for traveling with them and doing everything, you know, they're doing yeah. behind the scenes so True. that those guys can, you know make the music and do the tours I can't even imagine um you know dating a musician and having him be on tour most of the time I think that's got to be very hard to juggle a relationship and household responsibilities and parenting responsibilities and everything else so we went by and thanked them but um but yeah I definitely um if if anyone listening if you haven't heard their music I would suggest you check it out mm -hmm. um you're likely to find that some of their songs really speak to you some of their songs might not but um but they have such a wide variety of music they're um 
their newest album that's out right now is called I Hope You're Happy. And that title song I think is great. I can't hear it without moving around and bopping around. Um, but they've got some other songs. I definitely would, would suggest that you check them out. They're on, you listen on Spotify, I right? Do. They're on Spotify. Yes. So that would be an easy way for people to, to listen to them and check them out. And yeah. um, I, I think they're very talented and I think they're a band to watch. Um, definitely not an overnight success as they've been working and working and working at it. But I do think they're getting bigger and they're getting more attention and mm-hmm. more airplay. And um, definitely. would definitely suggest that you follow them. Definitely. Uh, they have a, a live album on Spotify that's um, Things We Do at Night that was recorded in Texas that I love because it just kind of picks up a lot of different things. And one of the one of my favorite parts is it's right after the title song, Things We Do at Night. And Justin talks about the fact that that for their next album, which I think was Sway, that the only rule was that none of the songs could be about how unhappy Justin was. Right, and, right. You know, because he did. He that did. Was, that yeah. one album was just so oh, yeah. dark yes. because he was in a dark time. Exactly. But, so, yeah, um, this one's a lot. I hope you're happy and home have both been have both been really upbeat and reflective. Of yes. Where he's and at, even like, approaching normal was was pretty because at that point he was he was kind of in between. So, yeah. Yeah. He was approaching normal. He was. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, they're one of my favorite bands to watch live because I feel like he pours out everything yes. on that stage. Yeah. He just, he performs with everything in him and he feels so raw and so genuine. And, and you truly feel like, you know, you, you know him after leaving a, a live performance. Um, he, he just gives every, well, they all do the entire band. Like they, you know, they play so hard and they give everything, but, um, I love, watching them live um and it's funny I think that um I I don't know like like I I guess since music has existed people have have been entranced by it and been moved by it and and um I think that that being able to go to concerts you know I, I grew up in a in a very small town and it was probably an hour hour and a half to get to any kind of concert venue and it was it was a big deal to be able to go to a concert Mm -hmm. and I feel um very fortunate because in Orlando, like we constantly have music acts either at House of Blues or at Hard Rock or at the Amway Arena mm-hmm. or in Tampa. Um, there's just, you know, always somebody coming. And, and I feel like I've, I've been very, very fortunate. I've been able to see legends, you know, mm-hmm. Paul McCartney and, and Billy Joel and Barry Manlow. And, you know, like I said, we went last night to see P- Paul Simon and we saw James Taylor a couple of weeks ago, but also to see like the up and coming, like um, Kane Brown is coming in January. I'm very excited about that. Or we've been able to see like Blue October. I remember we went to see Taylor Swift years ago and um, not like years ago, but you know what I mean? Like it was, mm-hmm. it was several tours ago and there was this redheaded guy named Ed that was singing. And I'm like, you know, he's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. I actually kind of like his music. <laughs> and um, yeah, so it's, it's been interesting. Yeah. Many, many years ago, I was a huge fan of the, the country group Alabama. And my mother and I went to um, Alabama used to have an event called the June Jam mm. that was up in the, the mountains in, in northern Alabama and Huntsville where they were from. Um, well, they were from Fort Payne, but near there. And at, it was a whole day of, of music. And, you, you know, you went with your blanket or your lawn chairs or whatever and you sat for the whole day. And there was a little group, a mom and daughter, who were mm-hmm. singing early that yep. morning, and they were the Judds. Yes, and, yes. Um, and I remember my mom being like, wow, they harmonize so well together. Yep. And then, you know, they hit it big. So I love that when you go and you see someone as an opening act, and then yeah. and then they blow up, you know. And, so. and that's funny, because the Judds were probably, they had just 
uh, ended their mother-daughter career the first time when we moved back from Hawaii and lived in Wisconsin, where country music is huge. Right. And my daughter, my oldest daughter at that point was three, and she became a Judd's fan to the point that we had all the videos in those days on VHS. So right. in, um, well, 18 years ago this summer, um, I was pregnant with David and we went to an ACE convention in Atlanta and, um, and Winona sang. They, they had Winona singing there. And so my daughter got to get up on stage. She was, oh, wow. well, she was 11, 12. I guess she was 12 at that yeah. point. And she got to get up on stage with Winona and Winona hugged her. We have pictures of them together. And, and we have since seen her when we first moved here. Devin wrote an essay. She was part of the fan club and she wrote an essay and, um, and Winona chose her to uh, chose our whole family to to bring us to Melbourne for her Christmas show, and again had us on stage, met us before, wow. met us after. We have pictures of of us That's with awesome. them. Yeah, she is she is a lovely person, and we have seen since seen them several times. We went to Stagecoach in um, in Palm Springs a few years ago, and when we went to see them, that was their first reunited you know tour right. thing. Right. Um, we also we we saw quite a lot because Stagecoach was just you know country music start to finish we saw everybody Travis Tritt everybody um and there was a girl who was just starting out and um her name was Taylor Swift so we saw her when she was the sideshow 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 um that's awesome and that same friend who I took to Blue October <laughs> she she saw Taylor Swift and fell in love with her and felt she was a much more wholesome alternative for me <laughs> than Blue October so yeah that. yeah I would I definitely would not say Blue October is wholesome no I, no I, um, no I but I love their music but I wouldn't yeah, yeah they're not but it's so funny I don't, how... I don't play it when my parents are I hear here oh, well yeah <laughs> you know it's um it's 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 just so cool though how music we can we can kind of trace our life our growth our maturity our immaturity our maybe even spiritual and, and emotional growth through our music you know well and years. and I think music marks different times of our lives oh it does I, mean, I definitely you know the music of my childhood like there's songs that I hear that I have mm -hmm. a very distinct memory of where I was oh, at some point when that song played um yeah uh for some reason Elton John's Philadelphia Freedom like I very clearly remember a, a house that I lived in when I was in like you know maybe first grade mm -hmm. and and marching in my aunt's go-go boots with torn stockings and this god-awful tangled wig on and and <laughs> I just thought I was you know performing in, in front of a huge crowd and um it, it's funny how like I the music of the 70s definitely yes. attached to my childhood um different time periods in the 80s with different music like um my my senior year junior year and senior year of high school I started listening to like Prince and Morris Day mm -hmm. and Vanity much Sheena, to the chagrin yeah. of my parents Sheila um, e. She, yeah Sheena E uh, Sheila E, mm -hmm. Sheena Easton, Sheila E. Um, and so that, any music from that time period kind of takes me back to that high school and college time. Yeah. Uh, when I first moved to Florida, I was listening to a lot of what was kind of considered new age at that time and, and a little like beginning to get into techno because I danced a lot. I was in dance clubs a lot at that time. Um, so it's funny how when you hear music, from the past, you can immediately kind of assign Definitely. it to a time period in your life and where you were at that point in time and who you were exactly. at that point in time. Exactly. We have a, we have a joke so. in our family because uh, um, we had a, a week in, in 1976 where they were, my parents were selling the house and we spent a week in our, our uh, 
travel trailer uh, at a lake and my parents thought well this would be a wonderful thing I'd been very sick that summer and they knew the house was going to be being shown so they said we're just going to go live there for a week it's going to be wonderful it rained it rained every single day we were stuck there so my memories are of coloring playing cards and my mother had the radio on constantly and I can still hear a song and say that's from that week in that right, trailer you right. know yeah it was a lot of uh hall and oats and um just I, I can I can always pinpoint it and yeah, yeah so that's funny Yes. Well, we should probably wrap up and and honor people's time. We've been all over the place today, but this is kind of how our conversations go. We just kind of jump from topic to topic. So if any of you out there listening heard any of these topics and you wanted to comment or you wanted to weigh in, if you want to tell us who your favorite band is or what musical memories really strike you when you hear a song, if you want to talk to us about being late or being on time (laughs) or any of those like I guess we talked a lot about life changes in this, in this segment. So please feel free to reach out to us. Um, our email address is an open dialogue one at gmail.com. That's an open dialogue one, the number one at gmail.com. And thanks for being here with us today. And um, I guess we'll say bye for now. Yes, we will. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.